Hello, welcome back to the Adventures <laughs> Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're even listening. <laughs> good time, good time, whatever time. Happy to have you here. This is Nick and Gabe. So, Gabe, what's our topic for today? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about repentance and forgiveness. That's good. And what that does for us. Those are, I mean, I, I would say those are pretty crucial to life in general, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say so. <laughs> if, you, if, hey, if you can't forgive someone, that is not my problem. <laughs> right. I mean, well, think about it this way. If you go through life, no, no regrets then i mean good on you you know i mean that's that's a good way to be you know if you do everything perfectly but i don't know about you but i'm not perfect i made a lot of mistakes i make lots of mistakes you know what i mean i yeah. i have regrets um like apologizing so what's the difference between being sorry genuinely and then being sorry for being caught what do you say? That's that's a good question. So, and well, being sorry, being truly sorry is so the definition of sorry is feeling regret or penitence, I think is the word. And are you feeling regret for being caught or are you feeling regret for the thing that you did? And there's a big difference between those. So I'd say a big difference, uh, and how you can tell the difference between those is that are you apologizing after the fact you got caught or are you apologizing before it gets called out? Right. Um, and I think I, I always grew up with the saying that being sorry means doing everything in your power to never make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. Not that you're not going to make that mistake again. It's good. It's not bad if it happens like like once in a blue moon. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's just don't, don't continue. Like every week, don't keep doing it. And then saying, right. if, you, if you're that person, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody. But yeah, if yeah. you're that person who has to say sorry all the time. Right. For, for do and not like people saying, oh, sorry, man. That, that's sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you keep making the same mistake over and over and you have to keep having the same conversation over and over and over and over there's a problem yeah, yeah and we're not even like we're not even talking about sin here we're just talking about like yeah. if you you know say something to a friend that they might have perceived wrong you know what i mean like a misunderstanding and you apologize i, I don't know i mean you just <clears throat> we've just got to we have just got to be conscious of how we come across to others. And so, repentance. What is repentance? Well, I. Do you want the actual definition or do you want what I think it is? Let's hear both. That sounds like two very good sources. Okay. So, what I think, I think repentance is just a more formal way of saying sorry. Or being really sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, the actual definition is, oh, see, I was I was close. The action of repenting, 
that doesn't help. Okay, here we go. Sincere regret or remorse for something. Hmm. So, oh, and, I, and actually the, uh, the um, example on Google says each person who turns to God in genuine repentance and faith will be saved. Wow. Is that like an actual Bible verse? No, it was, it was just the example that it gave on the dictionary. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, come up with that. Th yeah. Those are some, that's, those are good starting definitions. The big part about repentance that makes it even more than like, like you were saying, it's like a formal, or no, I mean, it's just more than a, an apology, you know, because repentance is basically <clears throat> you're sorry, but then you, you're genuinely sorry, as in you don't want to ever do that again. You turn away from that lifestyle, that thing you did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now we can talk about sin. Now, if I said it was okay to sin, I'd be lying. Okay, it's not okay to sin, right? But everyone does it. How can we get further away from that? We can get further away from that by getting closer to God. Uh, how do we get closer to God? Prayer, fasting, um, reading the Bible going to church, all those things. Uh, especially the going to church part. I'll tell you what, man. I'm here in college, and it's it's tempting to just, you know. Skip out. Yeah, you know, it's, and, well, not really. I mean, I'll be honest. I've, I'm very blessed to have, like, a good background, a good foundation. Like, I don't want to skip out, so I'm not going to, but. I could totally just not go. You know what I mean? Like, I've got things to do. I, I can study instead of going to church. I can, you know, watch YouTube. I can sleep. All those things. But anyway. So repentance is turning away from wrong. Genuinely feeling regret for those things. Yeah, and there's there's steps for forgiveness. It's not just a, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm sorry is just just saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. It's not I'm sorry that you found out this happened to you. That's right. That's not an apology. That's just an excuse. Uh, saying I'm sorry for. Saying I'm sorry because I did this, this, and this, or I'm sorry that that I hurt you or I'm sorry that this offended you. Um, and then actively taking the steps to say, I'm going to try not to offend you in this way. Now, if it's something true, true, um, I'd say add tact to it. Mm. So it's, you're not taking away the meaning of what you're trying to say. You're just making it less offensive. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Tact. I liked, I liked how you said tact. Uh, tact is basically, you know, I could, I could go up as a veterinarian, you know, I could go up to someone and if their dog's like 
you know, getting near the end of their life. Let me just say that I could go up to him and say, your dog's going to die. Might as well just put him down now. Or I could say, or I could say, uh, uh, you know, oh, well, your dog, it's, it's getting to be that time. If you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, your dog's 18 now. He's got a tumor in his stomach. Uh, it's not looking good. We're going to do our best to make sure your dog's comfortable, but I'm afraid we're going to have to put him to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, tact, not just. And it, it's like that with witnessing, too, you know. I can't just go out and say, oh, you know, if you don't, if you're not, uh, you know, reading your Bible, you know, you're condemned. Yeah, right. I, we, we can't do that because everyone's heard that. You know why? Because many other uh, people have done that to them. That's what a lot, that's what, <clears throat> that's a lot of the reason why people are turned away from the church, turned away from uh, Christianity is because some churches have done that. And, and, you know, rebuke is okay sometimes, right? Like if, if we're in a church service and there's a problem, it's literally biblical to rebuke, you know? I mean, there's there's biblical foundation for that. It's, it's all in order. It's just there's a time for it, and then there's also a time that's not for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So... So, I feel like I'm, yeah. So why do we need to repent? People are like, well, I'm not saying sorry. They did it to me. Right. (laughs) So it's more than just um, the fact. Okay, so here's one of the things before we get into that verse. Um, It shouldn't just, this is something we talked about pre-recording. Right. It shouldn't just be about you. So repenting. If I'm just, let's say I'm just coming up to you, Nick, and I'm like, man, I'm sorry for this. And then you yeah. say, you say, oh, man, it's cool. It's fine. I was just blah, 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 blah. Right. right. Um, and then in the inside, I go, oh, okay, that's over with. That's not how you should apologize. Right. That's not an apology. That's just trying to give yourself a good conscience about it yeah it good conscience. It, it shouldn't just benefit you it should benefit the other person more than it benefits you right that's good and, on, and honestly and i think we've both been in this situation where we ask for forgiveness and it's like you know what it's gonna take more than just um <laughs> more than just uh more than just a sorry i'm gonna have to see i just yeah like even like if i was just to say hey i'm sorry i've heard myself okay but i need to see that you're not gonna do this again and i said okay Mm -hmm. that's good i mean yeah like uh and you have to be okay with that yeah it's part of the process for sure repentance quite literally uh, a necessity 
if you're going to live for God. You can't live for God and refuse to repent. The first reason is because that's fake. That's not, excuse me, that's not, uh, that's, you're just living an empty life at that point. You know, you're, because uh, we all know we've sinned. We're, I mean, everyone has. There's no escape from it because from the beginning we were born into iniquity. That means born into sin. There's no escape. Unless you repent, you're always going to be sin. And guess what? The wage of sin is death. Let me, I, I, I know I'm like not supporting any of these things with scripture, but I know that's a scripture. Literally, let me find it really quick. Actually, okay, probably not going to find it, but I don't want to take up too much time. But so Acts 2.38. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There it is. Yeah, that's so good. And so if you sin, you are justly, uh, you, I mean, <clears throat> this is the way God made it. This is how it was ever since man was created. Uh, you, your, your righteous reward is to die. But guess what? Guess who took on all the sin of the world? Jesus. And it's just, it's, that's why Jesus is, I mean, he's, he's literally God. There's, and yeah, we talked about that in the last two episodes. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd listen to that and that would clear up that yeah. part. There's only one God. The only, it's, I don't know why I, I rebuke like the spirit of not wanting to talk about God's oneness because it's, it's such a, it's not even a novel concept. It's such a, Here's the thing, okay? God is one. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm getting off a rabbit trail here, but God is one. There is no separation of deity. That means there is no separation of God. For that to be a thing would mean that there's multiple gods, and there's not, because there would be a power struggle in heaven. And that it's just not biblical. However, God is omnipresent. Sorry. Uh, so, goodness. I'm getting blown up. Hold on. My phone's going off. He's famous. <laughs> anyway, so. Edit. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Anyway, so God is one. Now, his manifestations are what people confuse with there being multiple gods. There's not multiple gods. Christianity always is, always was, and always will be monotheistic. Any other, uh, any other belief is contrary. The, so <clears throat> the Father, what is the Father? Think of the Old Testament, right? Off topic. It's off topic, but... Okay, we just you know explained what? that last week. Uh, I guess we did. Just it's know okay. that you're getting fired up. It's okay. There's only one God. 
and he God is a spirit, and you must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not sure what yes. that is in the Bible, but that's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I wish I like had all these memorized, but I don't. Anyway, repentance. So, okay, you ready for? You ready? You want to yes. read it? Or do you want me to read it? So I'll read it. Uh, Acts two thirty eight. Peter is talking at. Uh, I, th I think this is the day of Pentecost, right? Or is it like right before? Or around? I think it, no, it was right after because they had right received after. the Holy Ghost. Okay, so they had the Holy Ghost. That's right. No, yeah, they received the Holy Ghost, and then thirty-seven, or verse thirty-six. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. First of all, the fact that God made Jesus Lord, Lord is the same Lord as in the Old Testament, as in the New Testament. There's not two gods, so it's the same Lord. That means Jesus is the Father. Jesus is the Spirit. I mean, we could talk about... Actually, I think that's another podcast. Remember those verses I showed you? Like, uh, yeah. the, he sends the Comforter in my name. Uh-huh. He sends yeah, the sure. Comforter in Jesus' name. Literally. We were literally talking about this like two days ago. Oh, so Even good. after. That's, that's got to be another podcast, though. Anyway, so after... So verse 37. Now when they heard this, when they heard like, oh, you know, you just crucified God. How do you feel about that? When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. That means, man, you know, ah, what, you know, what, man, what have I done? When they were pricked in their heart, they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, brethren, sorry, what shall we do? And then Peter literally says unto them, what you did is wrong and you feel sorry. So this is what you do. Re then Peter said unto them, repent. So we know what repentance is. That's that's where you turn away from your old life. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So that's... Oh, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's for everyone. Every part of Acts 2.38 is for everyone. Repentance, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the, uh, for the remission of sins, and the Holy Ghost. It's all for everyone. Uh, another thing about repentance. Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So repentance is a very prominent topic throughout the Bible, and for good reason. It's it's basically required for salvation. I mean, you can't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and to that point, actually, there was, a, I saw this thing a couple days ago when I was studying up for this uh, recording. <clears throat> And it was this video of this guy. I searched up on this other Bible app. and It was basically, it was a verse of the day thing. And he was reading it out and he goes, now before I read this, he said, this is not 
Peter telling you what you have to do to get to heaven. Huh. He said, this is, this is what, uh, this is just stuff that they could do. Huh. And I was reading that and I was listening to that and I was like, huh. Okay. So one, are you saying that we don't have to repent? Two, are you saying that we don't have to be baptized? Three, are you saying that the Bible contradicts itself when it says <laughs> what, like it's, it's the word of God. Right. <laughs> so you're saying that this isn't a necessity. And so that was kind yeah, of weird. And the reason why it's the word of God first, I think it's maybe second Timothy three sixteen or first Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is written by inspiration of God. So God inspired the men that wrote the Bible to write it. They didn't just you know, they didn't just pick up a pen and start scribbling. It came from God. So it's basically uh, indirectly written by God, which is the same as being by God. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make any sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. All scripture is written by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, so to correct, and then for instruction in righteousness. Right? Right. Uh, so all scripture, if we are not looking at it as instruction in righteousness, uh, correction, like how, how should I live my life now? Uh, if we're not looking at it as a source of reproof, if we're not looking at it, oh my goodness, if we're not looking at it as a source of doctrine, yeah, then we are going against the Bible. That's, yeah, that's, that's why that's why we take uh, the Bible literally is because it's the word of God. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I just had a thought really quick. So if anyone listening is like having trouble when you're praying to actually hear from God, like if you're having trouble talking to God, a good place to start on getting words from God is the word of God. Maybe you're not reading your Bible enough. Maybe you're not, uh, I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's basically what I was implying. So if you're, if you're having trouble while you're praying and you feel like, man, God's, you know, he's not talking to me and I just feel abandoned. Well, good place to start would be the Bible. If you, if you ever feel swamped, if you ever feel uh, discouraged, the Bible is a good place to turn. <clears throat> so, And on to that point, and after this we'll get back to repentance. Um, there was this response, and it was a really good response to someone asking, why do you believe in the Bible? Normally you get it's... Um, because it's for me or because it's what my parents believe in stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But this guy, he goes, I'm going to read this off. Cause I, I, I can't even remember all this. That's he okay. said, he said, the reason that I believe in the Bible is because it is a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. They report supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of specific prophecies 
and claim that their writings are divine rather than human in origin. How do you argue with that? <laughs> that's so, that's, wow. That's, exactly. Wow. How do you argue with that? You can't really, because from the beginning of time, witnesses have always been crucial. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a courthouse, what do they pull up? They pull up witnesses, like you know, right. who saw what. Obviously, if there's only one witness, it might be a little, you know, hard to believe because they could be lying. But if there's multiple witnesses of the same exact thing that happened, like, you know, I saw that guy, uh, you know, lift up the basketball. Well, yeah, I saw that guy lift up the basketball as well. I, oh, well, you know what? The third guy, I saw that guy lift up the basketball as well. You've got multiple people uh, saying the same exact thing. That's exactly how the Bible is. That's exactly how, especially the gospel, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's exactly what it is. They're saying four of the exact same thing. Like we were, I think, I think we might talk about this in literally the next podcast, but in Matthew and in Luke, there was mention of uh, a, uh, what's it called? A parable that Jesus gives about talents and uh well that's this podcast <laughs> oh really okay yeah so talents and or so in luke it's referred to as pounds and in matthew it's referred to as talents it's just in in short it's money uh this <clears throat> he gives this um what was it called again a parable sorry i don't know why i can't remember that word uh, jesus gives this parable about you know, oh, there's one. There's this guy who gives ten talents to the first man or the first person. He gives five to the second person, and then, or maybe what was it two? I don't know. Then he gives one to the third person. The first person, I think it was five, two, and one. Anyway, the first person basically invests the five and gives back five so he could, he has 10 in total that's an right. increase right he, he increased he multiplied we could say he went forth and multiplied go forth and multiply you know uh the second person who has two talents comes back and he has four he multiplied same exactly same exact situation as the first guy so he's blessed exactly the same uh, how about, or, sorry, however, the third person buries his talent. He buries that uh, pound. He buries that money. And when he comes back and gets it, he's only got the one he buried. He never invested it. And the, the master who gave the servants, that's what they were, they were servants, gave the servants those sums of money to multiply calls them a wicked and lazy slothful servant mm -hmm. and honestly that pulls in and you're right we will use that on the next podcast too um and th this story can be found in matthew 25 so you can look at it yourself um it works the same with forgiveness Right. If if some if if you repent to God, 
um, and he gives you forgiveness and you take that. And like, there's another story in the Bible. I, I hold on. I, I don't know if I can find it, but it's basically where uh, I think it's in Matthew where this guy, he doesn't have enough money. You, do you know what I'm talking about? You're shaking your head. I think so. He doesn't have enough money to pay a debt. So he goes to the master and he says, uh, I don't have, I don't have this money yet, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember if he gave him more time or if he just erased the debt. But next what happens is the part that I'm going to get to. And it's basically after that happens to that individual, someone comes to that individual and says, I can't pay this debt right now. I don't have the money. And that same guy who didn't have the money uh, continued to punish the guy that didn't pay his debt. Hmm. So basically the moral is if someone forgives you and you go out and you can't even forgive others, that's basically taking your talent and hiding it hmm. or pound. Whichever. Wow. So you're given you're given forgiveness, but you don't give it back. I see what you exactly. And and that does show it kind of shows who you are too. Because mm -hmm. then the the master that he couldn't pay to came back and said, No, I did this for you, and you didn't even do it for others. So now, or he said, I forgave your debt and you didn't forgive his debt. Now I'm gonna punish you. Yeah, that's good. That's exactly how it is. Uh, I liked how you put that. Like, if we, if we're given, if we're blessed, that's almost like if we're blessed, we're almost obligated to share our blessing. Right. Like, what am I going to do with a billion dollars? You know what I mean? Like, if I, if I just somehow got a billion dollars, if I kept that's it all to myself. Yeah, it'd be great. You know how many people I could give it to? I could finally, like, I mean, you know, I could uh, I could fix my mom's car, you know, all that stuff. Uh, you could do a lot more than just fix a car, buddy. Right, right. But, you know, especially if I work for that. Yeah. Even then, you know, if you work for a billion dollars, you have the means there's literally nothing on earth that cost or let me say this nothing on earth that's sensible to buy that costs a billion dollars you're going to have that for basically the rest of your life that's a that's that's a thousand million dollars that's literally what a billion dollars is yeah one million times a thousand if even if I had a million dollars, I could do so much with that. So keeping it to yourself is no, it's not the right thing to do. If you're forgiven by someone, then I feel like it's a good idea to spread that forgiveness because we all make mistakes. We're all it goes mistakes. a long way. It goes a long way. Um, and I'll say this, and then I know we may be running short on time here. I'll say this and then we can end it here. Um, uh, yeah, uh, based off of what you said, basically just go out and forgive others and mm -hmm. don't keep it to yourself. 
Right. Like, uh, that reminds me of the fruits of the spirit, peace, joy, yep. long suffering. You can't have joy if you've got grudges. You Holding can't. a grudge. It's like, it's like letting someone live rent free in your mind. Uh-huh. It it's, only been, it doesn't benefit you at all. I have so much experience with grudges. Not even, I mean, I'm sure I've held grudges, but not most of them are not from me. I've, there's so many, uh, I've been witness to many, like in high school, man. Oh, don't get me started. There was in, in like the marching band, there were so many grudges, so much drama, so much hate for no reason. No reason. It could have just moved on. I mean, it was it was very, very petty reasons. Not good ways to be. So, in short, forgive your enemies. Uh, forgive them for they know not what they do. Let me say that. That's hey, Jesus if Jesus said. can forgive, you can forgive. He right. forgave everybody. Jesus was the perfect example. He never sinned, although he experienced everything that we experienced. He was tempted, all those things. But we're out of time for this podcast. So we're going to pray really quick. Thank God. Jesus, thank you for all that you've done in this podcast, Lord, so far. Lord, we expect it to grow. Thank you, Jesus, for this blessing to spread your word, spread up interpretations lord just thank you lord for our blessings in the name of jesus we pray amen so we thank you all for listening and i'll see you in the next podcast